This is the Radically Christian Crosstalk Podcast, Episode 17. I'm your host, Wes McAdams, and on today's show, Sam Dominguez and I discuss when preachers and teachers do poorly. The sponsor of today's episode is Campaign Capitol Hill, which is a grassroots effort by Churches of Christ aimed at raising awareness in the Brotherhood on the fine line between politics and religion, preaching the gospel to our nation's leaders, focusing on repentance and God's standard of morality, and reaching lost souls with the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You can find Campaign Capitol Hill on Facebook at facebook.com slash campaigncapitolhill or on their website at campaigncapitolhill.com. There you'll find more information on how to join the march for God's Word. And now let's jump right into our discussion. What I've been thinking about uh, over the past week has been, uh, what do you do when, uh, when, you, when you do a poor job? Mm. When, when you, and, and I don't mean the type of thing where, you know, we all beat ourselves up after we, you know, it's never as good as we wanted it to be. I mean, when you sit down and you're like, no, I did a poor job. I either, for whatever reason, I didn't prepare enough or I didn't take it, you know, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't get up and I didn't do service to the Lord's word when I presented it to those people. And a lot of times, you know, the people in the class may not know any different. Mm-hmm whether you did a good job or not, or whether you did it up to the standard that you were striking for or not. Mm -hmm. But it's not a pleasant place when you sit back down and you realize that. Uh, I hesitate to ask, what would you do? Because I don't want to just presume that you've done that. Oh, man, (laughs) man, you know me better than that. I do that all the time. Well, and and, and it's funny that you asked, well, because we, we even talked about it on the podcast a little bit. I mean, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I mean, I was beating myself up bad. And I, I just, I felt like I struggled all the way through the sermon. And to me, one of the only things that helps is when I know I've done a bad job. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, I, I want feedback because I think, well, how did that come across? Did you get what I was trying to say? And as long as I get some pretty good feedback, then I feel, okay, okay, I, you know, the point got across. But sometimes it doesn't matter what the feedback is because, like you said, I just know. I just know I felt uncomfortable the whole time. I just felt like I struggled through it the whole time. And um, one of the things that helps me is just realizing why, why that was. Like you said, if I can know, okay, well, that was because I didn't prepare enough. For me, sometimes it's because, and really it's just a delivery thing, but, but if I don't start off on the right foot, if I don't, you know, if I have to make an announcement at the beginning of my sermon you know, just a congregational announcement that throws me off and I feel off the whole time. And I just didn't, I didn't start flowing the way that I wanted to. But like you said, I mean, it's a huge responsibility to get up there and to teach God's word. And if, if we're not clear headed, then sometimes we don't do it justice. Uh, But then, but then once I realized, okay, I, I did this wrong I, and I, I, I need to learn from that. And next time I won't do it this way because I think that threw me off then that sometimes makes me feel better about that previous week because it's like I learned my lesson, maybe. Yeah, see, I, I haven't had anything come back and make me feel better about the last lesson that I did, or the last class that I did. Because I don't know. Uh, I guess somewhere in the back of my mind, I just think it's irredeemable. But <laughs> <laughs> I bet not. But, but I have had... Uh, I've, I've, what I've struggled with is trying to make appropriate use of... of my analysis, you know, my, my post game report, if you will, yeah. where it's, you know, it's one of those things where you realize, okay, look, I didn't do this justice. Why not? 
okay, well, I wasn't feeling good. Well, okay, next time I should probably just go ahead and, and ask someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, then there's the part in the back of my mind that says, yeah, but even if you'd been feeling great, you still didn't prepare enough. You know, you still had left this part wide open. You hadn't, and, and in the end, what I really discovered was I hadn't put enough thought into how I wanted to communicate my point. I had my point. I knew exactly where I wanted to go with it. But I honestly hadn't thought enough about the words that I was going to use. I hadn't thought about how to clearly explain. And it was one of those things where I was very comfortable with what was in my mind, but I hadn't give, given uh, nearly enough diligence to making sure that that idea could escape the confines of my skull and through the limited functions of my tongue convey itself to other people, you know? And, and it's one of those things where even at the moment you're standing up and you're speaking and, and you realize it's not getting across. I'm not putting this together. And I realize that it's on me because even I'm struggling to put it into words. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm trying to repeat myself or I've used words that people don't understand, but I'm struggling to put it into words. And you realize, wow, I, I did so much of this in my head and I was so comfortable with where it was in my head. And I didn't think about the fact that I needed to con- convert it to words and mm-hmm. get it out for people. But, you know, my first thought was I ended up sending a message to James and I, I said, man, I'm really glad you're taking over the class in here in a couple of weeks, you know, cause that, that was just horrible, you know? And, and then I just walked away from my phone because I actually didn't, didn't want <laughs> to see James's response. Cause I, had, mm-hmm. I my thought was, well, he's just going to make me try and feel better, mm-hmm. you know? And in the end, he didn't actually make me try and feel better. Mm-hmm. He just said, come on, you know, it wasn't as bad as you're thinking it was. But you still have to teach the class. So, you know, it was, he kind of gave me a suck it up comment, <laughs> you know? Rub some dirt on it. And <clears throat> yeah, rub some dirt. Just keep going. Walk it off, son. Walk it off. And the, and the truth of the matter was that, was, that was the response that I needed to hear. I didn't need to hear somebody telling me, oh, yeah, that was great. No, 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 no. You're, you're just beating yourself up unnecessarily. No, the truth of the matter was, yeah, it should have been better. I should have been able to communicate my thoughts a lot better. I should have put in that extra time. And my initial instinct of, oh, no, I'm going to run away. I'm never going to teach class again, you know, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I needed a brother to put me back in my place and Mm -hmm. say, no, the answer is you do it right next Mm -hmm. time. Uh, You know, sometimes we don't realize that we, we live in a community of grace. Sometimes that's because we don't because the church, it doesn't act that way. Um, and sometimes it's just because it is that way, but we don't accept that about it. And and we think that our acceptance is contingent upon our great performance, you know, and, and it's not. And, and that's something to appreciate in the church, but you cannot have grace and pride coexist. You know, you can't, if it's by works, you know, if... You love me because I'm a great communicator. Well, then I can have pride in that because you love me and I keep your love. I keep your appreciation. I keep the applause of the audience because I'm a great communicator. But if it's by grace that you love me and you accept me and you, I'm your brother, well, then I have no pride in that, that, that I don't get to pat myself on the back for that at all. And, and the message that we are communicating and the place in which we're doing it, everything that we're doing ought to be about grace. And so when we are done, 
there should be nothing to take pride in, but I want to be able to take pride in. I want to know that I did a good job. But And so, so saying, well, listen, Wes, they're going to appreciate you no matter what. You got up there and you presented God's word. You did what you were supposed to do. You you were faithful. And so they're going to appreciate you. Well, but then I can't I, I can't take pride in any of that. You know, whether it whether it was great or it was horrible, I can't take pride in it. Um, but but at the same time, what a safe a safe place to be where that doesn't mean there's no correction. And it doesn't mean that we don't say to each other, look, you could have done better. I appreciate you. I accept you. I, I accept you on grace. You know, I accept you because we're family. Um, but, but that could have been better, Wes. You know, you, you could have done better at that. Maybe if you did it this way, or maybe if you study a little bit more, maybe if you just prepared your, your, your thoughts a little bit better, maybe that would have been better. But Man, we don't want that. We we just want the compliments or nothing. If if it if it wasn't great, then I'm just going to run away and you know just don't look at me. I'm I'm embarrassed of myself. You know. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, just this morning we we sang a song whose verse uh, contains the words "I pour contempt on all my pride," mm-hmm. and I was uh, considering it very very heavily at the moment where I thought, hmm. Okay, do I try and avoid my pride? Do I try and keep my pride pushed back? Or am I actually pouring contempt on my pride? Am I contemptible of my desire to claim some of God's glory for myself? And there are times when when you when you actually do well in presenting God's word or or, or doing other types of leadership service uh, in the worship that Oh, the temptation is so strong. Mm-hmm. It's so strong to want some of God's glory to be, you know, you, you kind of, it's not like you want the light shined on you, but you kind of want some of the afterglow mm-hmm. of it. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, God's word is great. And and I was I was the vessel that brought it to you kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, I mean, that almost goes back to our, our initial discussion on spiritual jealousy, mm-hmm. how there have been those times where I think to myself, man. That's what I think too. I wish I had said that in front of people instead of Wes, because now everybody's going to think <laughs> Wes thought of it, you know, kind of thing. And it's it's such a ridiculous concept. Mm-hmm. But you know, when when those those times when I have done poorly, uh, and uh, and you know, there's not any question of sharing in God's glory <laughs> in that regard. The real question becomes: Okay, wh- what's hurt about me? Mm-hmm. Is it my pride? In the fact that, oh, great! Now everybody's seen me do a, a bad job. You know, I was I was batting a hundred. What, what what do you bat? A thousand? Yeah, bat a thousand. <laughs> bat a thousand. <clears throat> Baseball's not my sport. I play basketball, <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, your shooting percentage was flawless. Uh, you know, up until that point, and and I really think about it. Okay, was it my pride that's hurting after that class, or am I hurting because I know? God deserved better mm-hmm. from me. He deserved better from my time. He deserved me to take more seriously what I was doing and rely an, a whole lot less on what I thought I was capable of doing and mm-hmm. instead rely more on his word, rely more on, on that preparation time with his word so that I could con- convey those thoughts. You know, And that's a, that's a difficult proposition because that, that feels very similar at the time, you know, because you know, afterward... Uh, it was just like, man, I just want to pack my bags and go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. And, but I knew part of that was just my pride. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was, uh, I don't, I don't know how, how you do this, but I, I kind of uh, differentiate between the types of feedback that I get whenever I present mm-hmm. a lesson between the, the, <laughs> and this is going to sound so, so conceited, but 
between the standard feedback of, mm-hmm. hey, good job, you know, the pat on the shoulder kind of stuff. Right. And it's not that you just disregard that. You appreciate that very much, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can't really, you know, revel in that kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, <clears throat> and the type of feedback that I'm actually trying to promote from people when they actually want to talk about the subject with mm-hmm. me, when they want to ask questions when they want to share their own thoughts, their own uh, concerns about it. Not because they disagreed with me necessarily, but that's open too. But that that I got them thinking about the topic. Mm-hmm. They got them thinking about the point. That's mm-hmm. the kind of feedback that I really like to to get from people. I want to try and encourage that from people. And hilariously, at least in my own mind, that class that I did that I was just, I did such a terrible job and I was beating myself up and all I wanted to do was leave. I could not get out of the building because so many people wanted to talk about the subject Mm -hmm. and they didn't want to talk about how poor I did. They didn't want to talk. They just said, Hey, you know, this made me think of this Mm -hmm. and Hey, this was an example of what you're talking about. And they were giving me encouragement and edification Mm -hmm. that was so much more beneficial than just, Oh, you know, Hey, we appreciate it, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or, or just not saying anything at all. Mm -hmm. And I got more of the feedback that I actually wanted in the face of what I thought was my own failure Mm -hmm. in in that regard. And it it really just kind of shines a light on the distinction between God's glory and our own. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something I've been thinking a lot about lately is what does it mean to glorify God? You know, what, what does that really look like? I mean, we we talk about that all the time, you know, 1 Corinthians 10, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all the glory of God. But what does that look like in the real world? And to me, one of the best tests for that is when, because of us, people say, I want to know him. I want to be close to him. You know, in our in our everyday life, that looks like Wow, I want to know what Sam knows. Sam loves this God, you know, whether that's a non-Christian saying that or somebody that is a Christian that just wants the relationship with God that you have that says, man, Sam knows God and loves God, and I want that. It, it looks so good, and it, it, it helps him so very, in, in a very real way. Um, and so our, our preaching and our teaching should do that. It should bring glory to God in that when we are done, they don't say, wow, you are a great communicator, or wow, you you did a great job, or wow, I can tell you've really been studying that. Um, I don't want that. What I want when I'm in my right mind is I want them to say, you helped me see God today. You you helped me to understand God's will for me today. I didn't understand that before today. You changed the way I think about God and His will. That, to me means I got out of the way and God shone. And that's all we should want to do. It, whether we're talking about teaching a Bible class or preaching a sermon or giving a devotional thought or saying a prayer or or just living our life, it should be we get out of the way and, and they don't compliment us, yet, rather they compliment God as as seen through us and and that that's exactly how we we should live our life and teach our classes and everything we do. Well, I mean, you know, it reminds me of Paul when he's talking to the Corinthians, you know, about their gift and and he's talking about the Macedonians and what is he talking about? It's like about you guys are doing these things. And the result is righteousness in these people, mm-hmm. is thankfulness to God mm-hmm. from these people. It is grace abounding in these people, you know. And, it, and it's all of these things that appear disassociated. You know, mm-hmm. it's spiritual results 
that are happening out there that are between those people and God. They are becoming closer to God. They're becoming more righteous. And we, we, you know, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, we have the ability to influence righteousness in other people. Mm-hmm. We're called to do that. We're expected to do that. Mm-hmm. And there are times when, you know, a false humility wants to make us hold back, wants to, to act like, well, I don't have that kind of an influence. Mm-hmm. And it's because, well, I don't want to feel prideful about that type of an influence. But, you know, if, if what you're motivating that influence with, if it's coming from the overflow, then you're not going to be having that prideful response. You're going to be having a thankful response to God. You're going to have a heart of gratitude, a heart of grace with these other people. And they're, like you said, they're, they're almost going to see right through you mm, yes. to God. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, <clears throat> that's something that I've, I've wanted to make more of a focal point in in my teaching style because I get very comfortable just in in my own style of how I present. Mm -hmm. And as I become more aware of the fact that uh, I'm becoming very opaque, people can see me Mm -hmm. first and realize, no, 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 I need to become more transparent. I need need people to see right through me Mm -hmm. and to the glory of God that I'm trying to present to Mm -hmm. them, you know, because I'm I'm really, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, Oh, a metaphor from the scripture. It's kind of like being a light. Mm-hmm. You know, when you shine a light on something, you don't see the light. Mm-hmm. You see the result. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you shine the light onto something else. And hopefully we can be that light for other people. And by a necessity, you have to not be blocking that light. And and here's the hard part is that is that what we don't realize is that often it's easiest to be transparent when we're transparent. <laughs> when we're when we're honest about our own shortcomings and failures, though that that pour, pours contempt on all of our pride, you know, but but they can see the Lord. And and it's in those moments that we feel like we've done our worst because we know I'm not gonna get any applause after that. But that it was finally in that moment where I stumbled and fell, and through my weakness, his power was made manifest. His power was seen through my weakness and in my weakness, in spite of my poor performance. Um, and and that's the difference. That's bet- the difference between God honoring worship and service and teaching and a performance. A performance is all about the performer, but but these others, it, it's almost it's almost that that. In those moments where we've we've poured in the Word of God and we're passionate and we're excited about it, but yet we are still full of failure and shortcoming that God shines so brightly, and they don't walk away saying, wow, that was the best preacher in the world. They say, wow, God is awesome. And that's what we want. That's what we should want. You know, it's it's one of those things where it would be the best possible outcome and and this is this is my knowledge speaking, not my pride. <laughs> uh, it would be the best possible outcome if some period of time people, some period of time later, people could remember the lesson and not be able to remember who mm. delivered it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, if they just completely forget mm-hmm. who was up there, who was saying something, but they remember what mm-hmm. was said. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's why it's so easy to try and and think about okay, how can I become a better communicator and try and use, you know, kind of the tricks of the trade for uh, speeches and delivering uh, information, presenting information. And 
those are the type of things that tend to draw attention to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you're trying to apply some methodology Mm -hmm. rather than simply getting up and presenting God's word, you know, and it's, it's, it's so satisfying the way God works. If if you can really take satisfaction in, in the way things, uh, when when things work out the way God intends them to work out, because while I'm sitting dwelling on uh, how poorly I did and struggling with trying to react to that appropriately, uh, you know, not go stick my head in the sand, not run a, run away and hide, but instead respond by doing it the right way to begin with. I then have uh, someone come and, and want to pick my brain about, hey, I've been asked to teach a class. What do you think? You know, because I've never done this before. And so then, you know, now I'm in a corner. Mm-hmm. I either have to convey the truth to them and simultaneously to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, or or I can once again run and hide. Well, it was hard to run and hide from that particular situation, and and so I had to convey. Well, this is this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And and every time they would come up and say, well, you know, but what if I do this? And what if I mess this up? And what? And I said, then you mess it up. Mm-hmm. You know, just just make sure that what you don't mess up is the truth. Mm-hmm. Just get the truth out there. Oh, what if I can't fill thirty five minutes? You know, what, what if it's like I could I could see myself just being done after ten minutes then you'd be done after 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you conveyed the truth, they got 10 minutes of truth. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, then on the drive home, I'm thinking, huh, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> you, you, you were counseling yourself. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Counseling counseling yourself a little bit, you know. And, and it's it's funny how God provides those those means. And, mm-hmm. and in truth, that's that's kind of what we do here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a way to counsel ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Something that keeps coming to my mind is the question might be from some, well, if if that's the case, then what what would drive you to be better? What would drive you to be a better communicator? And the answer is always the glory of God, because we want people to see the glory of God. We want them to love the truth as much as we love the truth. So when you read a passage of Scripture and you think, wow, that turns my world upside down. That changes the way I think about everything. Then I want to be able to communicate that. And that takes that takes thinking about how we're going to present that thought to those people. And, and we don't have to purposely let our mistakes show or purposely let our flaws show. That, that's going to happen regardless. But we just focus on and fall in love with God and His glory and His majesty. And if we do that, then it will drive us to be the best communicators that we can be for His glory and not for our own. You know, it's 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 interesting to uh, consider what is our purpose mm-hmm. when we get up and and speak. You know, it's uh, you know some of us have it as you know that that's what we do full time, mm-hmm. and for some of us that's not at all what we do full time, and it's something that uh, we have to very deliberately make time to be prepared for. You know, and and it would be so easy to let life get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, guilty. And uh, the real question that that I have to remind myself of during the weeks. Uh, if, of preparation that I'm trying to get ready to do something is wh- why am I doing this? Why did I say yes? Did I say yes just because I can't say no when people ask me? Did I say yes because I really enjoy getting up in front of people or I really enjoy the opportunity to demonstrate how smart I am and how clever I can be and all this kind of ridiculous stuff? Or is God's word so important to me 
that I can't, I can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. And even though I don't like getting up in front of people, I don't like laying myself open like that. It's, it's too important mm-hmm. for me to keep it contained. You know, we can't help, but tell the things that we've seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And there have been times where I have said no to a class because that wasn't going to be my motivation. Mm. And I really needed to, what I needed to do was sit back and I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to be getting up and teaching at that point. And then there are times when, you know, you're chomping at the bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just by happenstance, somebody says, hey, would you like to teach a class? And you say, yes, actually, I've got something I've been chewing on for weeks and I just just can't Mm -hmm. be stopped. Give me an opportunity to share this with people because it's so important. It's so important that I get this out to other people. And when the content is that important to you, becoming transparent and getting out of the way of it, much, much easier. A big thanks to all of our guests and to Cameron McElyer for his help in the production of this show. And thank you to all of our listeners. We hope this discussion inspires you to have these kinds of spiritual discussions with people in your life. If you have a question or a topic you'd like for us to discuss, please call and leave us a short voicemail at 707-238-2216. That's 707-238-2216. Remember, we love you, God loves you, and we hope you have a wonderful day.